Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Little Spiral podcast with me, Tracy from Sun Spiral. Each week we take a facet of personal development and talk it through to see where our thoughts spiral off to. Last week we talked about where the recruitment process is with CVs these days and thanks to everyone who got in touch with their views. I had a few comments and a couple of people asked me to expand a little more on the topic of covering letters, which I raised briefly in terms of them being particularly useful in helping people to give context to the experience outlined in their CV and bring that experience to life, which is especially important in light of what we said about employers recruiting more for attitude than skills or experience, as it's a good way to demonstrate the attitudes that employers are looking for. So what I want to do today is a bit of background on what a covering letter is and how to put a really good one together. So what is a covering letter? Put simply, it's a document that sits alongside your CV. Most prospective employers ask expressly for a covering letter, but even if not, it is a really good thing to incorporate. For a start, it's a good personal introduction. And in times past, I think covering letters were much more of a please find and close my CV with contact details and very little else. But these days, as we've said, the covering letter really should highlight the particular attitude, skills and experience to help you stand out. So it should be tailored specifically for the job you're applying for. Think of your covering letter as a complementary companion to your CV. It shouldn't be too long and most employers would probably find anything longer than a page of A4 a bit rambling. So try to stick to three to five useful paragraphs and we'll come on to good content shortly. If I'm sending a CV out by email, I normally turn my covering letter into a covering email rather than sending it as a separate attachment. On application systems, I'll either upload two documents, so my CV with a covering letter, or if a system will only allow me to upload one document, like I think the LinkedIn Quick Apply only allows for one, I save my covering letter and CV together as one PDF document to upload, unless the advert specifically asks for only a CV. But to be honest, I've never found this in practice. So that's the what. When it comes to the how of putting it together, the most important thing is to make sure that you dedicate time to it. I talked about this briefly last week, and I know that tailoring is a bit of a pet subject of mine. So I talk about tailoring a CV and tailoring a covering letter a lot. But it's so important that your CV and particularly your covering letter are clearly in application for the job that you're applying for and not just a template that could have been used for any job. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a basic template as long as you go through it each time you apply for a job and make sure that it marries up nicely with the job that you're applying for. When I worked in recruitment, it was very obvious when someone had made an effort to apply for the job in question, and equally obvious when someone just thought they would fire off a CV without thinking too hard about it. Anyone who is serious about applying for a job knows that they're investing time in putting a quality application together, but they're also mindful that they're making use of the recruiter's time, people who have to read CVs, people making decisions and following up on those decisions. So if those recruiters think that someone has taken that first step without any real thought, then it's going to raise quality fears from the outset. But more than that, there'll also be a concern about the respect that person is willing to give to that recruiter's time. 
Experienced recruiters are attuned to signs of this and a sloppy covering letter that hasn't been tailored to the position is really the most obvious. So if I'm breaking this down into tips, tip one is to do your research before writing your covering letter or at least tailoring a good quality template. Start with the job description, but go into more detail. Find out who will be receiving your application so that you can address the covering letter directly to an individual. But also have a look at the website and socials to find out more about the company, its culture and its aspirations. This sounds like a lot of work for something that may come to nothing, which I think is why people sometimes think they'll fire off a standard copy on the off chance. But putting in this effort does show through to recruiters. And to be frank, why would you even want to apply for a job if you haven't looked into a position and what the company can offer? Tip two is more practical and is basically to follow the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. I know I said about there being a level of effort required, so that may sound counter to what I just said about detailed research. However, what I mean here is really not to waffle. When you do your research, a few key points will come out on what the requirements of the job are. Take those key points and use them for the basis of your letter with an emphasis on your suitability for the position and, if you can, match this with the company's culture. So let's have a look at breaking down the structure of a good covering letter. Your first paragraph should be your opening statement, so why you're applying in the first place. Begin with the basics, where you saw the job advertised and your initial thoughts on why you think you're a good fit. Use your judgment based on the tone and language of the company. For example, a fresh young startup might use more informal language and you might be more comfortable to say how excited you are about the prospect of working for a company whose values you share towards X and Y. But a more traditional company may have more formal language, so you might focus on your solid experience and the solid positives that you're able to bring. It's in the following couple of paragraphs that you'll go into more detail about specifics of where your experience marries up with the requirements of the job. Highlight relevant elements of the job from the job description or advert and explain why you're a good fit. So if you've used particular software, what you enjoy about particular tasks and what experience transfers from your previous roles. Use positive words and highlight positive experience that demonstrates the attitude that we've been talking about. What you're trying to do is demonstrate how your skills match the specific requirements of the job description, but also why you're the person who has the best attitude. It's difficult to specify this, but make your examples positive and clear. As an example, I just went on a job site and randomly found an advert asking for an enthusiastic, hardworking roadside technician with good mechanical knowledge, self-motivation and people skills. So the main knowledge skill element here is obviously the mechanical, technical knowledge. So if you're applying for this job, you would specify this, but then highlight them against the soft skill requirement, getting underneath the job to show your understanding that it's about passion for helping others to keep them safe and ensure they can make progress. You'd make sure that enthusiasm comes across, not by saying I'm enthusiastic as that's just parroting, but by mentioning how the health and safety of others is important to you, perhaps as demonstrated by a previous job or qualification, how you enjoy the technical side and take professional pride in a job well done, but appreciate that ultimately it's about helping people to feel safe and reassured at a difficult moment. How much detail you will give depends on how much information you have about the job, but try to take two or three very key aspects of the job and really highlight them. Don't try to be clever and pick out one obscure element to focus on. 
If certain tasks are writ large, it's because those are what need doing. Show that you've thought about what those skills are and how they transfer. As you come towards the end of your letter, make your penultimate paragraph the area where you give an overview of why you're suitable. Again, making good use of your personal qualities and what you can offer the company. There's a massive difference between being open and being overly friendly. So stay polite and professional. Better to keep anything lighthearted to when you meet in person, as quips and jokes don't usually come across well on paper, particularly in a recruitment context. Also, be sure that your enthusiasm doesn't spill over into being gushing or begging. You need to sound genuine because you need to be genuine. And insincerity and desperation are very unattractive to employers. And then for your final paragraph, round off your letter by reiterating your interest in the role and indicating your desire for an interview. And that's it, really. If we were going to have a tip about what happens next, it's to make sure that it all works together and is well formatted and presented. Maybe sleep on it if you have time and come back the following day with fresh eyes to ensure that you've picked out and highlighted all the right key points. Cut out any repetition, tidy up any run-on sentences and be sure that it relates brilliantly to the job and the company and has outlined all your best and most pertinent examples. I talk about it in terms of a marriage and a good covering letter identifies why a candidate is a good fit for a company and why the company is a good fit for the candidate. Your career progression should reflect how the company wants to progress, which is why you must get an understanding of the company's values to be able to genuinely demonstrate this. So those are my tips on putting together a covering letter. Tip one, make sure that you're doing your research and tailoring a new covering letter for each time you apply. Tip two, keep it simple. Make sure that you're taking those key points and giving really good, solid examples to each one. And then tip three, make sure that you're going back over everything, making sure that it's structured really well and that it just all looks exactly how a recruiting manager would want to see it. So I'll leave it there for today. I hope this has usefully followed on from last week's episode on CVs. If you have a CV or covering letter that you're struggling with, then we're always happy to help. Just email hello at sunspiral.co.uk. It may all sound a bit complicated, but if you come at it from the point of view of the recruiter and what they want to see, then it actually becomes quite straightforward. It's mostly just about keeping that balance of respect. And if you have that, you can't help but write in a genuine way. Take care, stay safe, and I'll be back next week.